Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castanari-King, and today I'm delighted to have Tori Rasha with me. Welcome, Tori. Hi, Laura. It's great to be here. Yeah, this is really fun. So I think I discovered your work in a workshop we were in together a year ago, and I did. I don't think I knew who you were before then, but we were in Scott Pryor's workshop together. The one-day workshop. Yeah, the one-day workshop, but you like blew me away with your painting. I was like, what is she doing in a workshop? It was beautiful work thank you yeah and from then I started um following you that sounds so weird these days but I guess we do that to each that's other that's what we all want I that's think right. that's what <laughs> we we're all striving for Follow I me. love it so you're originally from La Jolla California yes that's where I went well since middle school middle school oh, high school lovely and I saw that you did a commission for your brother of a particular spot that you used to surf at. I did. And that I've was been a lot there. of fun. Yeah, I've been I almost there drowned there, actually. <gasps> I'm sure. So it had special meaning for me. Oh my goodness. Wow. But Beautiful I live to tell the tale. I see that. So what brought you to York, Maine, where you live now? Um, well, roundabout, long story short, my husband and I met in Boston. That's where I went to college, okay. Boston University. Oh. And then we were married right after college and yeah. we decided for the fun of it, just to move to San Francisco. So really? we did that and ended up being there for six years and one child came then. Yeah. And then from there, we went to San Di- back to San Diego. My parents uh, lived down there. Mm. And then we were there for six years. And then okay. about that time, our kids, we've got four, yeah. um, were hitting school age. And my husband was finishing law school. So uh, we said, well, do we, where do we take the bar? Yeah, and oh, gotcha. do, if we take, you know, do we want to be in California? And oh. he's from New England and okay. from this area. So um, he really wanted to get back here. And, mm. and, um, and we really didn't want to raise our kids in Southern California. Okay. So we, yeah. we came here in ni- 1996 to York. Wow. Maine. So you've been there since. We have. And, nice. and no regrets. I love yeah. it there. Here. So tell me your earliest memories of anything artistic that you remember. I've just always been in love with art and I I come from a family that's always been involved with art and collecting you know back oh. generations gotcha. um, so it's always been a part of my life um, and I've always been attracted to it just mm-hmm. uh, as, as long as I can remember I mean going through school mm-hmm. my notebooks were always just doodles and yeah. not notes yeah and um, and my most favorite classes were mm. shop class art class right and all of that Right. So were you exposed to museums or fine art at a young age? Yes. Mm. Yep. Fine, fine art. And like I said, through, you know, art that was just in the homes of family members. I see. And then also museums. And so, okay. So what did you do in college? What did you study? Oddly enough, I studied German, German wow. studies. Um, I, I also love languages and going, growing up through high school. Yeah. I focused on languages. Um, 
never occurred to me that I could be an artist for yeah. some reason. I'm the youngest of it, four. It's very common, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm the youngest of four, and, and I think, at least for me, I'm always was always looking at everyone else, saying, mm. you know, trying to follow. Yeah. And instead oh, yeah. of like looking within <laughs> myself, saying, "What do I want?" Yeah. I, um, and now that I'm older, I'm kind of reflecting on that and saying, "Oh, should have I got to listen to myself?" So that's right. Um, it takes a long time to come to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> it does yeah, I was sometimes. the youngest of six, and I think that that the younger you are, you are very. Yeah, you're just trying to keep up with the exactly. gang. Yeah. And um, you don't have time to think about yourself. <laughs> that's right. So. Um, I forgot what your question was. Well, what did you, you what you studied in college? Oh, yeah, uh, German. I, I did take, I was at BU, and I, I did, you know, I got to the point of having electives. I did take a life drawing class at the School for Fine Arts. Oh, wow. And I just, you know, I just love that. And I, my best friend there was in the Fine Arts program. Okay. And I was always uh, so envious of yeah. her saying, yeah. oh, you're so lucky. Never occurred to me to try and transfer in. And, right. And you know, did she have in mind, or did you, were you aware of what she might have had in mind of, as to a career when she got out of school? My friend? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. She was just there and. She was just there and, yeah. and getting it, her degree or her um, BFA. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's nice. So what did you do after college? You got married. I got married. Yeah. yeah I got married and um, we we're out in San Francisco and we just, you know, started getting jobs and kind of doing the thing you need to do to pay yeah. the rent and yeah. buy groceries. And, you know, and I was looking in my quote unquote field, you mm-hmm. know, languages. I ended up um, working for Berlitz Language Centers, more in, you know, the wow. administrative sales side of things. Okay. I have um, a few of their books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not German, however. So I did that for a while, boy. but then we decided to start a family. And yeah. um, and this was, you know, late 80s. Yeah. And, and, um, and, you know, we came to the decision when we were thinking about that, that if we were going to do that, we were going to have a parent at oh, home with yeah. the kids. So, yeah. Um, so I guess I chose that career. I mm-hmm. chose stay at home mm-hmm. mom yeah. at that point. Yeah. And, um, very glad that I did. Me too. Yeah. No regrets the there. I know it's like 20 years, I think roughly. Yeah. No regrets. Yeah. And I was at a time when, you know, in the late eighties when women were supposed to be doing everything. I know, you know we were supposed yeah. to be superhuman. And, right. Well, I think um, actually there was a bit of a turn then right at towards the end of the eighties, early nineties where women were saying, you know what, I actually can stay home and be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. this is a lot of work, and I have four children too, so I, I, it is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great time in my life. And so, okay, so what did you do with art through the, that period? Uh, well, through that period, it was more just doing art with my kids, mm-hmm. and um, we just did lots of fun uh, art projects. And I, I, did, I think at one t- time, I think I remember even contemplating starting a children's art yeah school kind yeah. of thing mm, I, <laughs> I was know. too busy I know. to do that yeah. so uh i just did things with my kids you know everything wow. from you know just the halloween costumes to um yeah. you know projects that you do at home and, yeah. and so that's what i did i i never pursued anything for the sake of making art uh for myself right right so at what point did you start doing that 2013 wow um, very recent and yeah and that that kind of stemmed from, uh, I have a daughter who's an artist and, oh. um, and yeah, I, I, I look up to her, Yeah, <laughs> which is fun to yeah. look up to your kid. So, so how did that come about? She chose that as a, well, she just had it in her as yeah. well. Okay. And, but she really pursued it through high school yeah. and into college and even pursued it into getting a MFA nice. down at the mu- museum school in Boston. 
Um, but while she, while she was in high school, the York Art Association um, has a scholarship that they oh, award yeah. to high school students going to college. Yeah. And um, and she applied and was awarded a nice scholarship nice. for um, that helped pay for her, her college, you know, a little piece of it, it was a very small piece of it, but yeah, yeah. still, every, <laughs> every, every bit helps. helps. <laughs> um, so so I, um, I, I just thought that was so nice of them that I... Um, decided to go volunteer over there just to kind of give something uh-huh. back. So I did that, and as I took my first workshop, I okay. mean, they had a, they had, um, I'm going to forget his name now. <laughs> it's right. going to do it. Dig, dig, it'll be there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was a two-day workshop, okay. and it was, one day was portraits, and the other day was wow. um, the figure. That's intense. Yeah, so I had never even mixed paints before, ever. Yeah. And here I was, you know, day one, <laughs> new in. figure up on the stage, and okay, paint away. <laughs> like, and uh, it, it was, they were pretty funny looking, these paintings that I did. <laughs> and the next, the next day was, uh, was just a portrait. And um, it was very humbling. Yeah. Extremely humbling, but so challenging, and yeah. I was hooked from the you start. Hooked, yeah. 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 Um, I had done, for a time, my husband and I had owned the local newspaper in York, the, the York oh, Independent. Oh, wow. And in that capacity, I was doing a lot of photography. Oh. You know, we did we did big cover shots on that oh, okay. paper. And and uh, so I'd go out and, and find the cover shot to go with the lead story. <laughs> I love and, it. And so I was kind of thinking All along this the lines hidden of, of She's uh, just now photography. Is what yeah. I was thinking is like, oh, I really like, I really love creating things. So, right. so I thought I'll do photography. And because uh, in the back of my mind, you know, Kids are going to be out of the nest at some point. Mm-hmm, I've got to mm-hmm. have something to do. Right. And uh, but then I got to the point with the photography that I felt that the camera got to do all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to be the maker, not just okay. the camera. But the camera did teach me, I think, composition and framing, right, right. framing a shot. So, um, mm. so anyway, so from there, I I jumped into the painting with Brent. Um, no, he wasn't Brent. I'll think of his name. It'll come to you later. <laughs> so that was your first jump. That was really your first workshop. Like, it really was. A two-day portraits and figures with paints. Yeah. Wow. That's brave. Mm-hmm. Mm. So then you had all these paints. Yes. Was that your first, like, jump into paints? And were they oils? It was oil. And I just bought a few. I don't even remember what I bought. Okay. I think I just bought what I needed. Yeah. You know, I had a friend that was doing it with me and, and you know, went to like Jerry's Artorama and said, oh, here's a package of canvases for, for, you <laughs> yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. get those and we'll split it kind of I thing. I love it. I love it. So what did you do after that? Did you, you start, you said you got hooked. So were you painting Well, I did that. And then um, at that time, the Chase's Garage Studios and Makerspace was happening, was being formed in York Beach. Okay. Um, with Ned Roach and Kate and Ned Roach. And, um. And they, uh, Jeremy Miranda was going to teach a painting workshop. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm friends with with those folks down there. So I said, oh, I'll take that. And, it, you know, it was in the winter. So yeah. it was all inside. And he would set up just still lives, books, fruit, you know, yep. what have you, things that he bring in. And yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he taught a lot of fundamental things. Okay. Um, that so was it a weekly thing? Or? Yeah, that was... Um, I think once a week it was for, oh, yeah, you know, for like six weeks yep. or something. And I yep. think I did a couple, nice. couple sessions of that. And yeah. um, so I just kept building from there. You know, wow. I just, I really loved it. Yeah. And were you 
finding a space at home that you now called a studio or were you still kind of Yes, I was, had a space at home, did, and yeah. with the kids out of the house, I yeah. uh, had lots of space at home. Mm. So I I found at a yard sale, you know, an old uh, French easel. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> so I would use that, um, huh. and, you know, and then as you get to know people, they say, oh, you know, you kind of pick up yeah. what people are using in terms right. of brushes and paints. And, yeah. Um, so let's it, talk it's really about like that. like learning as you go. Tell me about your, your setup. What do you got? What do you love? Brushes, paints. Oh, uh, well, I, I'm pretty much sticking to Gamblin because okay. um, one thing I learned in Jeremy's um, workshop was keep it simple. You know, you're you're trying to learn color. You're trying to do all this. Just keep a simple palette, primary okay. colors. Don't right. try and bring in all these other colors. And it's mm -hmm. kind of the same with materials. Um, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to learn so much that yeah. I want to... Um, keep the variables at a minimum. So I found Gamlin to be a nice medium, mm -hmm. um, medium range paint, you know, for, in terms of quality and price. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they're also, their website's full of, of knowledge and information. You can learn a lot about paint okay. and everything from wow. them. So I use Gamlin paints. Yeah. Um, that's not to say I always will. I won't venture out because I hear so many good things about other paints, but <laughs> right now I don't want another variable. Yeah. 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 I get um, you. And brushes, you know, I, I started off just, you know, whatever's cheap at Michael's to um, now I've got some rosemary brushes, which I really <laughs> Me like. Me too. Yeah. Just got some. And they last. They yeah. last and last. So I like yeah. those. And, you know, I... So responsive. Just, I'm not just set in my right. ways yet. I'm still... Right. I'm exploring. learning so much and exploring. Yeah. So I've got yeah. some synthetic, some bristle. Yeah. Um, and do you paint with a medium? Yes, um, liquid sometimes. Sometimes um, the um, Gamlin has a solvent-free gel. Oh. You know, it's made with safflower oil. Mm. Um, sometimes nothing. Mm -hmm. Nice. And do you but tone your canvases? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Because I've seen on your Instagram, it's like, hmm, sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. So yeah, like, sometimes I do, sometimes so there's no I set rule there. No, nothing is, I have no set rules. And do you use a uh, palette knife at all? I do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did, I did take an online workshop with uh, Mary Gilkerson. Okay. Have you heard of her? No. She's, I think, North Carolina. Yep. And she paints exclusively with palette knife oh, and nice. uh, solvent-free studio. So she uses water-based. Water-based oh, Actually, oil. she doesn't, I don't know if she uses water-based, but she doesn't use solvents. So okay. she'll clean her brushes with like walnut oil. And, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. heard of that. So that's an online. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So what about your supports? I see you use linen a lot. I like linen and I like just um, gessoed panels too. Um, okay. I, I like the fine weave of linen. Mm. Um, I haven't painted hardly ever on a cotton duck canvas okay. for some reason. I haven't played with that yet. But mostly I do, you know, masonite panels because, again, it's inexpensive. I can go to Home Depot and cut them up and gesso them. And you cut them up mm -hmm. or they cut them up? Well, sometimes I have them. It depends, right, <laughs> who you get. Yeah, and I have a brother in a sign business with lots of oh, tools. So nice. sometimes he helps me out, too. Nice. And do you gesso them first and cut them or cut no, them? No, I gesso, gesso them after they're cut. After. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, okay, how about... How do you start a painting? 
Ooh, many different ways. I can see the look in your eye. <laughs> Never the same. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's my biggest problem. I don't I don't have a process that I yeah. rely on 100%. I think okay. I'm searching for that because I think having that would just be a real comfort. So in the various workshops you've taken, do you kind of take on their starts for a while and play with them and see if it fits? Yeah, and when I take workshops, I'm looking for little nuggets of yeah. knowledge and information that, yeah, that I'll assess and say, yeah, I, I like that, or I can, I can use that, or I'll try it. And, right. um, I, I like having a tone canvas because it, it um, kind of gives you a bit of a head start. Mm. Um, but sometimes it's good just to pull something off the shelf and start painting on it. Yeah. Just depends on what the, and I tend to do is. an underpainting, which, kind of ends up toning the canvas for mm -hmm. me. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Sure. So let's talk a bit about workshops. What what do you look for? Or is it just kind of, oh, this is happening and I happen to be free? I mean, how do you actually select one? Uh, I select them uh, based on the art, if I like the artist's work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, also timing is, you know, that's really important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it has to fit in. That's a huge one for me. Um, so. And if there's something about their work that I'm trying you know, that I'm struggling with or, you know, that I, that I just would like maybe some more information on, mm. you know, like I, I tend to be, you know, I started off and I still tend to be very tight, you know, mm. with my painting and, um, really you think so? I think you've got, but a really I, nice, but I really want to be loose. I think you've got but a beautiful I, my loose natural style. tendencies are to be tight. So, so is your underpainting tight? No, my underpaintings are really loose and really, okay. Um, I think that's one of my my uh, biggest challenges is to try and keep. I I, I love sometimes most of the times I love this spontaneous thing I get with my underpaintings. I, yeah. I tend to really capture what it is that caught my eye in the first place. Right. And the challenge is is not to lose that when you put the color on top of gotcha. it. Gotcha. Hmm. I've had that happen a mm -hmm. few times. Yeah. Um. So back to 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 taking workshops have you ever because this has happened to me have you ever actually taken a workshop with someone that you heard something negative about but you decided i'm going to take it anyway um yes yeah i think so yeah because and i i will talk to people about you know say oh i'm going to be taking this workshop and that yes. workshop, and you'll hear things from other people right. oh oh really hmm yeah well what's wrong <laughs> Yes, but just you know, do it anyway. but I realized that everyone's coming from a different place. Exactly. And just because an artist doesn't speak to one person doesn't mean they don't have something for another person. Right, right. That's a that's real. And I learned that. I did that. I, I heard you know some negative feedback. I took it anyway just because I was very curious, mm -hmm. and ended up being wonderful. So you just you just never know. Negative feedback, like you say, is, is maybe negative for you, but positive for me. And, and who knows why they're negative? I mean, yeah. It could be a personality yeah. thing. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, have you ever taken a workshop and had it be something totally different than you thought it would be? No, I haven't. No, okay. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> most, I think most people are very clear in putting, you know, uh, on their website anyway, what, what to expect. Mm -hmm. I think that most these days do a really great job of that. Um, and how do you go through a workshop? Do you, are you a note taker? Do you do notes or videos or? I, I do bring a notebook 
Uh, and it depends on the presenter. Um, yeah, sometimes people are presenting a lot of things that are noteworthy. Mm-hmm. And other times I just watch mm-hmm. because I, I think I'm a visual learner. Mm. And I, I, can, I can learn a lot just by watching somebody paint. Yeah. I find that I end up pulling out my phone and I do some videos. Mm. And then I realize a year later I haven't not looked at them one time. And they're just clogging up my phone and, and yeah, but I think you're right. I, and then that can actually detract from paying attention to Mm -hmm. actually what's happening. So I think that's something for me anyway, that I have to be really careful with. Uh, What's your best experience and worst experience in a workshop? Oh gosh. Um, Well, I think the best experience, honestly, is being with the other students. Yeah, I do love um, that too. Sometimes because it's I learn. Well, <laughs> you meet some 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 really wonderful people. Yeah, but also I, I learn a lot from them because right. they're I'm learning from what they're learning, what they're picking up from because they're they're responding to the instructor, yeah. at, you know, from their perspective, and and I can learn from that too. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, painting is a solitary. pursuit and um so going on these workshops is a lot of fun and you know kind of being with your people right right you really enjoy so that that's the best and is meeting the other painters from all over the place um and 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 then watching them as they grow yeah you know that's really fun i love i love watching everyone's successes um and a worst experience i i really can't you know i'm I'm focusing on the positive i i can't Bring up a bad experience. Yeah, for me, it would be like, you know, too much sun, too much bugs. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's not necessarily a workshop thing. That's just plein air painting. I know, exactly. That's just the... I think we've all asked ourselves, why am why I, doing, am I this? doing this again? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so um, how about subject? How do you choose your subjects? I feel like a lot of times my subjects choose me. Mm. Um, I... I uh, find a lot of my subjects just when I'm out and about and and something will grab me, a composition or mm-hmm. the way the light is hitting. And um, so that's that's generally what happens. I've, I'm having trouble, like, purposefully deciding what am I going to paint? I You know, it has to kind of just hit me. Yeah. And, and do you see something and you pull over and take a picture or do you pull out your paints? <laughs> well, most of the times I take a picture because because yeah. um, I'm on my way somewhere. I know, right. Uh, and I don't have my paints with me, although yeah. I'm starting to carry my, my kit in my car, just like a first aid kit. You know, I've got to keep it with me. I did, too. But I haven't I haven't used it that way yet. Yeah, I actually did. So for me, I, I kind of live in two places because I live on Lake Winnipesaukee, but I work on the seacoast and I help take care of my mom. So I stay down here quite a bit. So I'm like three days here, four days there. That is such a pain to carry paints and paintings back and forth. So this summer I decided I'm going to keep all my oils at my house with my larger paintings. I'm going to keep water-based oils at my mom's where I paint. And then I'm putting a little pushod box in the back of the car. And a few weeks ago I was in Newburyport, had the best, I had an hour and a half lunch break. I was at a workshop. It was a a music workshop and an hour and a half lunch break pulled out those paints i couldn't believe it it was so fun it is so worth keeping in the back of the car yeah i love that yeah i'm, I'm with the plein air painting i'm i'm working over my inhibitions just to be out there alone <gasps> oh me when too. i'm out there with other people no problem you know but to go out and paint by myself i'm very self-conscious about it yeah 
Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I would tend to sit in the car and do it mm -hmm. more than be out there. I did actually hide next to my car saying that <laughs> now that I remember. So I could jump in. Oh, gosh, funny. All right, what's your wow factor and how do you know something's done? Um, again, it's it's kind of an intuitive thing. It's I don't have a checklist. Yeah. Although Todd Benita gives you a checklist. To yes. Check. I, I always have it on. I always forget to check it. I, <laughs> I have it taped to one of my three easels that I use, but you're right. So kinda... yeah, the the process of, of a painting coming into being, it's you know, mm. sometimes they just happen very effortlessly mm. and other times they're a real struggle. Yeah. And I find that there's times when I feel like it. sometimes I just want to scrape it off and I'm just not getting anywhere. But if you, if you just keep going, yeah. so it, it resolves itself somehow. Yeah. I find, I mean, not always, but, yeah. um, so how do I know when it's done? I, um, I step back and I look, I keep stepping back and looking and mm. if nothing's calling to me to, to fix, or, mm -hmm. you know, if it's, if it's, if I feel like it's capturing what had captured my interest in the first place, right. Um, but it's, it's a kind of an intangible thing. I don't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't know how to describe it. Yeah. I just feel it. Right. Right. Feel it in the gut. They say, all right. How about success? What does success mean to you as an artist? Um, success to me, I think the, is when somebody responds to a painting you've done, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it speaks to them either, um, and they've seen something in it that you've seen. Mm -hmm. um, that that's really rewarding. I I find. Yeah. Um, so if I can make a bunch of paintings that do that, right. I would find I would feel successful. Right. Well, I think you have. I think you have. I see a lot of sold things, little red dots <laughs> on your on your website. Um, so what's coming up for the future? What do you see yourself doing in three to five years with art? Well, I'm just really motivated to keep painting, and mm. you know, I just feel like I'm a student now. I, I suppose painters always feel like they're students. I, so I think they should. That's yeah. what's so attractive about it. You never get there. I love that. Um, so I, my goal is to really get to full time with it. Yeah. And and that's also my challenge is is finding that time. Finding that time. Mm -hmm. Yes, because this isn't your full gig. You're you're working still. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working part time. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, finding that balance and then, right. you know, and life, life tugs you away from your easel a lot sometimes, yeah. uh, sometimes more than you'd, you'd like. Right. So, uh, and it's, it's such a muscle, you know, and it can atrophy pretty quickly, uh, especially at my age. Isn't that scary? <laughs> how? <laughs> so what's been your greatest challenge? I would say that the is time, the time. Yeah. Is, okay. is, is time and discipline, mm, um, the, yeah, the is developing the discipline because <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, mm -hmm. I think you really, you know, it, it does require discipline. It, mm -hmm. is, it isn't always just a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, That's true, right? And so it, uh, developing that discipline has been a big challenge for me because yeah. I'm not a very disciplined person. Right. And, uh, I th and I think that for us who've kind of really dove into it later in life, it's harder to develop that. I feel like it is for me anyway. It's harder to develop that discipline where when I actually have a couple of hours, this happened to me last week, because I'm, I'm not used to having a couple of hours during the day. It just doesn't happen. But this did last week, and I was working on a painting that I really hoped to get done by this week. And I had everything set up, everything set up, and I went in there to paint, and I couldn't do it. 
I, I couldn't make myself do it. And that, that was kind of alarming to me. I'd not really like, cause it's hard experience. <laughs> yeah. I think also too, you get so far in a painting and sometimes there's a fear of, am I going to blow the death, yeah. the death stroke here with the next brush stroke, you know? Yeah. It's actually, I'm, getting to the point where, you know, feeling liberated from having everything be so dear and just, yeah, uh, just go. That's, and that's super important, I think. But easier said than done. It really is, especially when you're working on painting for somebody, you know, mm -hmm. or some particular thing, then it becomes. Do you do commissions? <laughs> Only for my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think would be the drawback of commissions. I've been, I've been that, asked that to pressure. by other people and I've turned them down. Mm -hmm. I, I'll only do them for my kids. And this actually was what I'm referring to was <laughs> I'm trying to finish a painting because I'm seeing my daughters next weekend. And is it no, no, two weekends. I fly down to Chattanooga and be with my daughters. And I'm trying to get a portrait done of my, my son-in-law with my second grandchild, which is just a beautiful picture. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. And oh, I just, I don't know what it was. I just, I was like, okay, the pressure just... <laughs> couldn't do it it's a lot yeah it was so strange so anyway how to overcome that at this stage of the game um so well, let's talk a little bit about marketing and what how do you market and what do you do how do you sell because <laughs> <laughs> you're selling i see it on your website um well, the only thing that i do so i mean i have a website which has been woefully neglected i've, I've had a, a summer of of uh personal business that has taken yeah. me away. So I, yeah. um, so I haven't focused on, on painting or the business side of painting or any of it. So, but while I was focusing on it, I have a website, which, you know, I hope to, to uh, fix up some. And, and then the only other thing I've done is Instagram. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then being involved in art associations and, and local shows just getting your art out there nice i mean there's can't be enough can't be said about just getting out there right. in some way right. and there's so many opportunities around here outside of the galleries you know yeah. you, you don't need to get to the point where you're accepted into a gallery right to get yourself out there yeah so um you have a show coming up i think in kittery soon well it's uh i have a, a studio space in yeah. at art on the hill in okay. kittery and they have their annual open studios the weekend the Thanksgiving weekend. So I think that's what November 30th and December 1st. Okay, great. Yeah. So, nice. so I'm, uh, yeah, getting my stuff on the wall and, great. and hopefully have some new work yeah. as well in that. Beautiful. So, um, well, we'll cover that at the end. So, okay. If you could spend the day with any artist, past or present, who would it be and what would you do? Any artist, my goodness. Well, well, an obvious one that comes to mind is is Gertrude Fisk. Mm. I just love her yeah. work, and she's a local girl. Yeah. Um, and I I would just love to spend the day with her and pick her brain about how she does what she did. Right. Um, that would be. I don't know if you saw her show I at did. Discover Point. I saw Method. it twice. It was beautiful. But um, yeah. you know, I know that she had had the um, luxury of being able to study and mm -hmm. um, spend full-time painting. Yeah. And she, you know, was a big part of the art colony up in Ogunquit. Um, yeah. I think she was one of the founders of the Ogunquit Art Association. And uh, yeah, so I would spend it with Gertrude. I like that. 
That's great. Okay, anything you want to share with listeners, people just getting started, or any tip that you know of that you want to share? Um, don't be afraid to just put paint on the canvas. Oh yes, <laughs> just just get it on there. Get it on there and stop making and then, it so precious. And then put it out there. Put it out. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's uh, this is an amazing area with. The amount of artists and the, the the generosity of of all the artists in this area—they're yeah. so willing to share and to teach. Right. And um, it, take advantage of that because mm -hmm. we're we're really living in a wealthy time of of having all that um, accessible. You know, and you think right. of the impressionists hanging out in France and learning from each other. Well, we have that here in right. in our time, and yeah. and to recognize that as as a time of real growth for artists. Yeah, take advantage I, of it. I agree. And right here, just right on the seacoast, is it is such an abundance of talent. And like you say, people willing to share. And they're ge so generous. Yeah, yeah, so generous with it. And so much opportunity with workshops and, mm -hmm. and then just talking to people. Yeah, it is. We're lucky. Okay, so um, people can find you at www toryrasha.com and that's t-o-r-i-r-a-s-c-h-e.com and instagram is t-o-r-t-o-r-4 yes and facebook that's probably one of the things i need to fix but Tor -tor. i haven't gotten there yet that, <laughs> that that handle came before i was doing art yeah so. right 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 um yeah tor tor four we'll find but you. anyway trying to figure out how to fix it is yeah. is more cumbersome than just going with it so it we'll is. see it'll stick so what right, about facebook are you on there too i'm on facebook also um Tori Rasha. Okay. Um, and that also has just started as a personal page. Yeah. And it's not it's not open. I think I have it. Okay. It's not an yeah. open. Like my Instagram is public. Right. Um, but those are all things that are on my to-do list to, mm -hmm. to figure that out and what's best, how to set that up. I know. The to-do list can grow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the interview. And we'll look forward to your show coming up. And this will air before that, so that will be great. Well, great. Well, thanks for having me. I right. feel honored. Thank you. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show and don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.